Welcome to Series 1, Episode 7 of Shandy Andy's Unguarded Treasure. In this episode, I ask the profound question. Is it right for a grown man to get excited about receiving a red t-shirt in the post? The immortal words, Tom Zeb and Steve emblazoned on it in white. One of the things that's quite I find quite interesting about the Anchorite community is the different styles of podcasts. And although there might be a common OSR stroke role playing theme to them all, the diversity is quite astonishing really. In many ways. Uh, but one way I've noticed is that quite a lot of podcasters release on set days at set times and seem able to keep to a a schedule and I certainly take my hats off to those of you who could do that. I thought I'd mention at this point that is not going to be what I'm going to be doing though. I simply aren't organised enough and I haven't always got something to say at a particular day or time. Uh, and I know you can schedule stuff in but that seems step too far for my rather random podcast so a warning my podcasts are definitely going to just be popping up when I've decided I've got something to say or I want to ask something you have been warned let's start this podcast with a shout out for Shay Webster and his roleplay rescue podcast because Shay lived up to his podcast name. Took pity on me. Earlier in the week, with my podcast, I was a bit down, saying that my role-playing had been cancelled this week. I usually play a, on a Tuesday evening and do AD&D First Ed El Kadeem. But no, cancelled. But I got a message off Shay asking... Would I like to come around on Friday? So thanks for that, Shay. Much appreciated. And we had a, a good time. I'll come on to that in my next segment. I turned up at Shay's house about 7 o'clock Friday evening. It's only a 20, 25 minute drive from my own house. So that's quite convenient. And we uh, ended up sitting in his living room for probably about an hour. Having a brew, chewing the fat, which is always interesting to do with Shay. Because we've got quite a lot of stuff that we agree on on role-playing games. I think it's fair to say we both very much love exploring places, love sandbox worlds. Uh, and possibly, I think both of us really enjoy the exploration part of finding things out about worlds. And neither of us have much of an interest in overriding story arcs. Which I, you know, I can take a leave if I'm honest. So that's all fitting in nicely into Chase Gerp's campaign. And the other interesting thing I found from our conversation is um, a difference that we've got is that Shay comes from a, a wargaming background, which I've noticed quite a lot of um, anchorites and people who seem to write blogs seem to come from that wargaming uh, background, which I'm aware that that's where. Uh, Gary Guyak, Dave Arneson, uh, 
and role playing actually came out of. But I've never wargamed, and interestingly, I can't ever recall role playing with anyone who came from a wargaming background until I got back into the hobby a couple of years ago. So it's made me think a little bit about the um, the differences in our approach because certainly I have. I can take a leave tactical combat in role-playing games. Certainly, as I mentioned, the exploration, the role-playing interests me more. Whereas uh, Shay obviously is very interested in the tactical combat side of it. Anyway, that's food for thought. It must have been around eight-ish. I think we decided we'd get on and have a role-playing session. Uh, but before I get on to what we did in that, I'd like to mention something that we do uh, when we go around to roleplay at Shay's. Uh, it's what he calls a ritual and he covers it I think in his episode Energy at the Table which is well worth listening to if you haven't already done so. Um, um, uh, now when I say we're doing a ritual <laughs> I'm not talking about us all donning wizard capes and hats and uh, chalking up uh, pentagrams and stuff on uh, Shay's uh, living room floor or anything like that. What, what he means by ritual is it's something that we do as part of our experience in the evening. So we have, uh, when we arrive at Shays, usually we'll sit in his living room, having a brew, chewing the fat. But when it comes to when we're going to actually start with the role playing, we move from his living room into his front room, sit down at the table, and then try and keep all mundane chat to a minimum. And we try and get into the character that we're playing and I think that works quite well it's not something I've consciously done before but it's it's an interesting idea that works I wonder if anyone else has something similar that they do for their role-playing sessions for our role-playing session then we did a bit of uh, training I guess you'd call it for my character that I'd created for the GURPS campaign Shay's going to be running. To be honest I was a little bit nervous about the crunchiness of the GURPS combat so I'd asked Shay if we could sit down and just run through a few training exercises so I could learn the uh, combat rules and get to know my character a bit better. I, I find there's only so much you can learn by just reading the rule book. I need to sit down and actually carry it through to understand how it all hangs together. And I'm not really one for playing solo, I'm afraid. It's just something I've, I just find really boring. <laughs> I wasn't even able to get into the uh, Wizard of Firetop Mountain books. They just bored me to tears. But I, I digress. Um, so we sat down at the table. Shay offered a number of protagonists, one at a time. And we ran the combat on his hex map. Learned a few interesting things. I think there were a few surprises in the rulebook, even for Shay. And I learned an error I'd made on my character sheet. What on earth I was doing, picking a spear thrower skill. Beggar's belief, quite frankly. I now have a spear throwing one, so my javelin is actually usable. As opposed to defaulting to an ability uh, minus lots roll. I did pretty well. I, I defeated all the enemies. I think we had a 
goblin or goblin and an orc, possibly one or two more. A variety of weapon shields, uh, you know, there were swords and uh, missile weapons as well. I came, I did get into negative hit points at one time, managed to save against falling unconscious and on my next blow managed to kill off I think it was the orc but that was pretty touch and go whether I did manage that so it, I learnt a few things from that criticals are pretty powerful and whilst they don't happen very often when they do happen it, it's, it really is game changing for the way the melee was going hopefully I'm a lot more up to speed with the rules now and I feel much more comfortable with the combat uh, there are quite a number of options but to be brutally honest it's not that much more crunchy than RuneQuest when it came down to it I'm sure there's lots of optional rules which we'll add later on but for the base stuff it's looking good one thing that did come out of us running this little session with just me and Shay is I think we'll want to run a session before we get into the campaign with the actual party against a few protagonists because I, I think we'll all need to understand how one another's characters interact with one another and one of the things I pointed out to Shay is that we're running 125 point characters which I understand is sort of second level D&D &D characters but I don't think feel as a player I'm at that level I'm a sort of you know, level zero stroke level one player at the moment, playing a character who's high level, and that's quite difficult, I, I think. So I need to just get myself up to a bit more speed, understanding the combat rules and how it affects different players and that. So it was a very productive evening, really, really enjoyed it. And as I say, many thanks for Shay for saving my role-playing week. The backer kit survey for Chivalry and Sorcery 5th edition Kickstarter has just been emailed out, so I've filled all that in. All ready now for the wait until I actually get the hard copy of the rule book, which I was in for. I gather there's been a few initial PDF layouts posted for people to have a look at, but uh, I'm not really into PDFs the only time I ever use them is really just to search for stuff and then once I've found the page number I'll go to my hard copy and look at it there I know I'm a dinosaur I thought I'd mention the chivalry and sorcery though Kickstarter because I've never played chivalry and sorcery before heard a lot about it well, I wouldn't say a lot about it a bit about it would be more accurate uh, in the early 80s when I first started role-playing had a reputation for being pretty complicated and I've never found anyone who's actually played it or admitted to play it or even had it. So never had the opportunity. Which is a shame. Bushido being another one I would have loved to have had a game of, but never had the opportunity. But who knows? One day. So anyway, in case anyone listening not realised, Chivalry and Sorcery lives on in fifth edition i've put a link in the notes to the kickstarter if you're interested in having a gander most kickstarters seem to 
offer add-on items via the backer kit and the chivalry and sorcery kickstarter was no exception the only one i took advantage of was a ticket to the dudley bug ball role-playing convention that was available for 10 pounds and the actual convention's going to be held next year on Saturday the 22nd and Sunday the 23rd of February. Now, Dudley is in the West Midlands of the UK, about an hour and a half drive from where I am. So I decided I didn't fancy doing that each day. So I've booked a travel lodge in the centre of Dudley. And having spoken to Helen just to check, it was all okay for me to be going to this role-playing convention. Helen indicated that her and the kids would like to come along too. So I've got a family room. Um, Helen will be entertaining the kids during the day while I get some role-playing in, which is great. Hopefully, there might be some chivalry and sorcery uh, on offer, I guess, there, which would be really nice to actually uh, play one of the games I've got as a Kickstarter. My musing for the day is a segment I recorded a couple of days ago after I received a visitor to my house. Anyway, have a listen to see what you think. Well, I've just had an interesting visitor arrive at my house. Matt, who I used to uh, roleplay with as a player in Pathfinder. All the way through 2018, really, I only stopped at uh, Christmas time because my basically it was a weekly game I used to play at a local game shop. But unfortunately, my wife went into hospital last Christmas, and I, after I had to cancel for the third week in a row, I just dropped out of the group because I didn't think it was fair that I just kept uh, basically dropping out the day before because she was being kept in hospital and that. And uh, I've not rejoin the group because well shortly afterwards it fell apart anyway but the core of that group is still meeting on a Wednesday and a Friday and I've kept in contact with them on Discord they set up a, a new Discord channel for the new group and everything and uh, I've occasionally swap messages with them because they're not a really nice bunch of people I enjoy playing with them not skiing on the Pathfinder system but uh, hey ho anyway where am I going with this oh yes Matt Matt uh, had been in contact with me a while ago, uh, sent me a, a private message on Discord and said, oh, I remember you mentioning uh, you were a RuneQuest fan and you'd got the RuneQuest in Glorantha rulebook. Any chance I could just borrow it to have a, a look? Because obviously it's quite a lot of money to uh, spend. Uh, and I think Matt just wanted to have a look at it and see whether it's his cup of tea before he splashed out, especially for the slipcase, which is probably the best part of 100 quid, I guess. So uh, anyway, he called round uh, today to borrow it off me and I, uh, I'd set up a small collection of RuneQuest stuff in my lounge um, that he can have a look at. And I, <laughs> I think he was a bit overwhelmed, to be honest, when I, I'm sort of there because I'd got uh, the basic uh, role-playing uh, soft back and I'd got uh, Mithras and I'd got Hero Quest there and I'd got the... Eleven lights and the coming storm, and I've got the Glorantha Second Age uh, uh, source book and the Glorantha source book, and the guide to Glorantha, as well as the slipcase with the beastry 
the rulebook and the GM pack. Um, and of course, I was infusing on about it and uh, probably telling him lots of things he wasn't really interested in. Um, but it, I think he at least uh, started to realise how much there is in Glorantha. Um, but anyway, I, I've uh, lent him the, um, the three uh, books in the slipcase and he's going to have a read and potentially if he likes the system he's going to run some. So I've uh, said so definitely interested in that. So I might get to play in a... Uh, RuneQuest in Glorantha game, which would be really cool. Um, but the other thing that was uh, interesting that came out of the conversation with Matt was that, um, uh, sorry, a little bit of background on that. Uh, the group was obviously quite a bit younger than me. I think it was fair to say the next oldest person was probably in their 30s, I'd have thought, mid-30s, uh, and I'm in my early 50s. So they were a, a younger group. I'm in the youngest, uh, probably in the very early 20s. But... Um, uh, and that's probably uh, Matt, I would imagine, is that uh, Matt said to me, oh, we, we've been talking and what we, we've we got to start to get a bit more interested in more diverse games because I think they've been playing uh, Vampires of Masquerade, uh, Call of Cthulhu. Um, so they're sort of branching out from the core Pathfinder in D&D 5th Ed, which they were originally playing. And he said, uh, we'd like to perhaps play some earlier versions of D&D and because none of us have got the rule books and know anything about it, would you like to run something? So, of course, I was uh, definitely... Uh, I'm in there if you want some First Ed, or uh, even better, some uh, Dungeons & Dragons BX. So uh, it's a great deal. Have a chat with the group and see if we can arrange something. So I might actually be uh, DMing some D&D BX, which is quite exciting for me. Um, apart from doing it for the wife and kids, not done any of that for <laughs> oh, 35 years probably. So uh, let's see what comes to that. But um, it does bring me up to a, a some problem I've realised. Um, I've no idea what to run if they ask me to run something. So come on, uh, D&D uh, BX. Is there any uh, sort of one-shot scenarios uh, people could think of? I mean... What I might uh, resort to is probably running something out of White Dwarf, like the Lich Way, maybe. Although I doubt whether that can be done in one session. But uh, I think they just wanted the sort of old school experience. So maybe I'll, uh, I don't know, maybe do some Wilderland, slap some old school maps down for them and get them to map it out. I don't know. Um, any ideas? Anyone out there who's done a similar thing to a... Um, you know, a group of relative youngsters who just want to experience a bit of old school role playing. Any advice appreciated. Thank you. You've been listening to Shandy Andy's Unguarded Treasure. If you'd like to contact me, please drop me a message on Anchor. Email me at shandyandy at gmail.com or Possibly find me hanging around at Audio Dungeon Discord channel.